Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Two fans! Two fans. Welcome to another edition of the Sliced Apples Podcast. I guess we can't call it the Sliced Apples Podcast if we're missing a crew member. David, unfortunately, will not be with us today. So I think Alejandro and I have come up with some some unique nicknames. For a spinoff, possibly a squared, oh, yeah. a squared. Are you nervous? Are you excited? First episode that you're uh, in the limelight a little bit. A little bit of both. Uh, I guess. I guess they both kind of share emotions, and you know, you could be a little bit nervous and a little bit of scared. And it's pretty. Feels- it's pretty easy sitting in your position because if there's a game you don't have any comments about, you kind of can just sit there and like do your research. But in our position, David and I's position, like we have to have a comment in most cases about most games. So you're not hiding yeah. for anything today. Yep, yep, yep. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary to, just for that aspect. You know, sometimes you're talking about stuff and I can have a thought, like you're saying, I'm like, man, do, do I remember this? And I, I spend a good five minutes while y'all talk and I could come in with, the, yeah, yeah. well, this is really <laughs> what happened. And it's like, kind of get watch. taken away that today. Watch yeah. the whole game basically while we're chatting. Yeah, essentially. Yes. Yeah, sometimes uh, I do do the highlights. Watch watch the highlights while while y'all are conversing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm jealous. Honestly, you get to be in the ultimate position of just correct all the time. You, know, you <laughs> fact check yourself before you even start saying anything. <laughs> uh, David will not be joining us today, as I just alluded to. David is uh, out doing some wedding touring, so. Fortunately, you're just stuck with us today. It'll be a good one, though. We got some games to go through. And we were up there this past weekend for a little bit of a wedding party for David. And uh, most people were focused on the party. Most people were having a good time, except for Alejandro. Alejandro was sitting <laughs> over there watching his Patriots just get mollywopped oh. by the Bills. And I'm the only one who took the Patriots. I'd like to put that out there first, that I am the first and only person on this podcast to believe that the Bills can win this game. I did not take the Patriots. 47-17. What did you see in the game, dude? What was like your initial, I mean, anything? What do you have to say for yourself, I guess? (laughs) I saw pain. (laughs) Pain for four quarters. It was bad. I mean, I I feel like the the Patriots played – up, up to where I would expect the Patriots to play. I mean, Mac, Mac Jones is still – I mean, I, I don't want to give him the out of, like, he's still a rookie, but he did make some good throws. He did miss some throws that he should have made. Our running game was in and out, but I, I, I strongly disagree with one of uh, David's uh, analysis that Josh Allen ain't the dude. I love Josh Allen. He has a fucking rocket for an arm, Yeah, and it's it's – some of the throws he made were impeccable, bro. Like, oh, I just hate those against the Patriots, dude. It was so much pain. I was really trying to enjoy it. I think I took way too many tequila shots after each touchdown. And, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was pretty bad. I mean, Mac Jones ended up with uh, 24 uh, completions out of 38 attempts. That's just not good enough. You know, 232 yards, not good enough. Those two, t- the two interceptions. Not good enough in the playoff thing. And, I mean, I hope it was a really good learning experience for him. I, I'm really comfortable with uh, the season overall. I feel like he did grow a lot from the beginning. He's super smart. He does the reads very well. But I, you were right, man. The Bills just have a way better team right now, man. 
I, I, this is a game, man, where, like I said, you got to get the boogeyman out. You know, the Bills had to win this game. This was absolute requirement by all of Buffalo, New York, that they win this game. And Bills Mafia was requiring it because the Patriots were sliding. And I threw that little stat in there on Friday. Yeah, Friday is when we recorded or Thursday evening about sub-zero temperatures or freezing temperatures, how Josh Allen in the last 15 years is number 40 out of 41 quarterbacks that would qualify for the stat in completion percentage. And I felt like that might have swayed a little bit, like maybe not some picks, but some confidence towards the Patriots possibly winning this one, especially because of the matchup that they had where Jones threw, what, three times? I mean, Mac throwing three times and they rushed the ball however many yards in that in that freezing cold game. Just made you think the game was going to go that way, but the numbers say otherwise. You said he completed it 24 times. Josh Allen threw it 25 times and yeah, completed, completed 21. Insane. Over 300 yards. yards. Five touchdowns. My God. Hey, Mitch Trubisky, though. I love Mitch Trubisky. Uh, just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Contributing here. Mr. Trubisky contributing three carries, negative two yards. Yeah. Gotta love, Gotta love him contributing. Can't oh, believe... Yeah. The Bears traded up for him. I still, I still can't believe that. And here he is. Is a, yeah. I don't even know what what role he would have played in this game. Two negative two yards on three carries. <laughs> so Patriots go down. I guess the only thing I really have to ask here is Mac Jones is the future. Is Bill Belichick going to be with him? You think? Oh, dude, I, totally. I I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Uh, like let's say the previous Bills game, he was he was there to game manage. He game managed very well. He had a couple games where he had to step up. Dude, sometimes he looked cold-blooded, made some very tough throws throughout the season, great reads. And, I, I mean, my favorite thing about watching uh, football with uh, with commentary is seeing people like uh, like Tony Romo where he breaks down, like, the film as, like, as it's happening. And he will go like, oh, that was his third read. He never says that about rookie quarterbacks, and it's amazing that it's my rookie quarterback. So it gives us hope. I, I think he's great. I think he's going to develop good. I think this year, I mean, we had pretty decent uh, talent around him. Bourne, you know, uh, Hunter Henry coming in was great. So I, I think as long as Bill Belichick doesn't do the, man, I have a, a, a good quarterback. Let me not put too many uh, pieces around him. And we spend decent amount of money this year. I hope we keep that going and get good talent around him and just don't. It's not Tom Brady. He, he can't just take cooks and waiters to the super bowl every year it's not going to happen like that anymore we have to have a good team i, I do miss a couple of our uh, players stefan gilmore i miss him a lot but our defense still pretty good decent running game you know decent uh quarterback right now i, I think next year it might be our year next year Cow- uh, hashtag cowboys fan it might be our, our year right. next year that's right I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with him He's a good quarterback, man. I mean, he he fits in the system well. I always I love the memes that you see on Twitter at the beginning of the season where he's all smiley and you know chatty and whatever to the press. And then by midway through the season, he's got the Patriot Belichick way where he's very oh, solemn yeah. and monotone. Sounds like me. He's taken after me on that one. Um, yeah, three over thirty eight hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. That's, that's something to hang your hat on, dude. That's that's something to be proud of. That's a good starting nice. rookie quarterback right there for sure. Uh, nothing to be sad about. Just not your year. 
you know, in the Bills, this is this is something where we're going to look at them and wonder if it's their year, especially after this performance. People kind of, I, I don't want to say forgot about them, but didn't really, I guess, think they were going to be there. And this is a good way to start off the playoffs. So speaking of starting off the playoffs, how about two guys that made their playoff debuts in the earlier window that we were able to watch? The Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Las Vegas Raiders. This one was one that I think we were all kind of unanimous about and we're decently surprised at how it turned out, how it played out. I did not expect Las Vegas to put up much of a fight here. Truly did not. And they did. 1926 is a final score is not bad. And Joe Burrow, my God. I mean, this dude is for real, for real. He is somebody that we're going to be watching for many years to come. And Jamar Chase along with it, my God, 116 through the air, 23 on the ground. No touchdown in the board, but hey, I'll take 116 through the air. Jeez, first playoff game too. First playoff win for the Bengals in what, 31 years, if I remember the stat correctly? Something like that. Wild, wild stuff. And Derek Carr on the other side, not a bad game by any means. Just kind of asked to do a little bit too much, man. Thrown 54 times. My God. 29 completions. I mean, just, yeah, just asked to do too much. You know, we didn't really expect much from this organization because I I follow the rule. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. You know, if there is drama within the organization, I tend to lean the other direction when it comes to matchups that weekend. And this, this locker room was littered with drama from, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's two separate receivers. One of them, killed somebody in their Corvette. The other one... It's a cornerback. Cornerback? And it was like... With the gun? It was a... He was brandishing a gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they ended up releasing them that weekend. Yeah, that was... And that was within two weeks, I want to say, is both of those things happened. And we talked about that. That was really kind of crazy turn of events. And then John Gruden... You know, John Gruden, all what happened to him between him and the Washington football team uh, general manager and just in, uh, what's been going on behind the scenes and those, those emails and he gets released. And we've got this interim head coach. I forgive me. I, I don't remember his name. Uh, but the fact that they were even there is really just a testament to Derek Carr, I want to say. Like Derek Carr and some of their key younger players, key draft picks that they've made over the course of time. Josh Jacobs, especially, I want to highlight. Josh Jacobs is a fantastic running back. Fantastic running back. And played well in this game. Just unfortunately, it's just one of those things, kind of like the Bills-Patriots, man. It's just too much. Just too much for the Bengals and the the Raiders in the situation that they're in. But what what did you think? What did you think of Raiders' season, this game, Joe Burrow, all of it? The drama, did I think, did play a huge role in their their season. I mean, they started off 4-0. And then, I mean, they highlighted uh, during the broadcast, they highlighted uh, all the things going on and how they were going. They were rocking and rolling. And, and that drama just did put a pretty big halt in it. And, I mean, yeah, shout out to, to Derek Carr for, for pulling that team together. It was obvious that he was one of the big motivators. But 29-54, 310 yards, one touchdown, one interception, that's, that's not good enough to go against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is just – they've been balling, man. They've been red hot. And – there was a couple times where Josh Jacobs was was breaking free, and then they decided to keep going to Carr. Carr just kept passing, and it's like, man, dude, turn the ball, 
and give it to Josh Jacobs, man. It gives you more of a chance. He was running it really, really well. He was averaging six, six point, uh, six yards. Just hand it off. Give it to Josh Jacobs. You get, you get a really good uh, chance of winning that way. But I mean, they do have great talent, man. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller is a beast. Beast. Darren Waller is a beast. The defense played really well, but man, overall, I think they were just outmatched in every aspect of it, man. Uh, a lot of those uh, incompletions that he had was just this, the Bengals cornerbacks and just smacking those balls out. It was there's there's those times where those DBs and then you know they fly it over and they no fly zone. But this was really them contesting all the balls. Cincinnati looked like they wanted. Burrow had uh, 244 yards and it seems like Chase got all of those. But yeah. man. Every time you needed a play from Chase, I mean, Chase got those, what it was, I think, uh, three catches for 23 yards. Oh, this for rushing, he, he rushed uh, three times for 23 yards, and then he had uh, nine catches for 116 yards. Jamar Chase is the man. He is, dude. He did Crazy. not lie whenever he came into the season and was like, hey, I'm breaking every fucking record. Yeah. I mean, them two are here to stay, dude. It was just outmatched in every aspect of the game. I'm super excited to see what the Bengals do in the next round. It was overall a great game, and it was not expecting it to be close. So shout out the Raiders for making it a good game to start off. But Bengals, man, Bengals are good team right now. Yeah, dude, they're they're a fantastic team, and I'm definitely excited to see them in the next round for sure. Um, and when you run down the list, just before we move on to the next game, when you run down the stats list here, it's kind of interesting because every stat leans Las Vegas's way. Total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, yards per play, first downs, third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency, total plays. You know, they allowed three sacks as opposed to two. They punted two times, matches the Bengals two times, same amount of penalties, less yards per penalty. Just fumbles lost one, Bengals zero, interceptions one, Bengals zero. And then time of possession, they lost there by about three minutes. But if you would look at the stats, you would think this is not a five-point game. You think this is a one-point game. You think this is, you know, coming down in the last play, they kick the game-winning field goal, that kind of situation. Because the numbers favor the, the Raiders, but just couldn't piece it together, man. At some point, it's just like we'll get into very briefly, but the Steelers-Kansas City, let's move right into it. I mean, it's it, it, we're kind of jumping all over the weekend, but just sticking in the AFC, it's just Kansas City, man, too much, too much. And I told you this before. We started, and I'm going to be straight up honest with the two fans. I fell asleep during this game. I, I did. I There was no shame about it. I uh, I didn't expect much, and I didn't get much uh, from what I looked at. But, man, Patrick Mahomes just dealing, man. 30 of 39, 404, 5 and 1. I mean, my God. It's terrible he had an interception. Could have had almost a perfect game here. 400 yards, five touchdowns. We thought Josh Allen was slinging it. Jeez. Jeez, Patrick Mahomes. And Jared McKinnon. This is what oh, yeah. I. This is all the talk, dude. Cher, Jarek McKinnon, dude. He was apparently this this dude. He was the dude this weekend. So you you caught some of the game, right? You you were able to elaborate more than I am. Unfortunately, I did catch uh, most of the game. It, it started off. <laughs> it, it started off super slow, you know, first quarter. It, no no uh no one scored, and then dude, what a banger! Walk comes through. Uh, with the fumble uh, recovery for that touchdown, it's 7-0, and you're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be a game. And, man, you were thinking wrong if you thought that as well. <laughs> I was 
I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe this is going to be a good game. Ben came out. Oh, he shouldn't have came out. He was – he seemed like his season was already over. He seemed already out of it. And, unfortunately, it showed that way. I mean, a lot of his receivers were were, uh, were not catching anything. Chase Claypool had a couple drops that were super in his hands. We'll go through his hands. And th- it was funny because there was one where uh, it, was, it was towards the end zone and he threw it at him. Uh, ben, ben threw it at him and it slipped right through his hands. And Ben just looks like, mm, you should have caught that one. But it, it was kind of – man, the Chiefs are just – they have way too many weapons around on the, in the offense. You know, Jerry McKinnon, a beast. Patrick Mahomes rushed for, for uh, 29 yards. Right when you think you got him, you know, he goes straight down the middle and gets you first down, goes to the edge, gets you a first down. And that's, that's pretty demoralizing right when you think, okay, you know, I covered all these awesome receivers. But, no, here comes Patrick Mahomes going through, getting a first down off his feet. And Jesus, man, the tight ends this year. Oh, man, Travis Kelsey. Dude, I love this weekend because tight ends were awesome. Darren Waller is awesome. Travis Kelsey is a fucking beast, dude. He has hands like if he's a wide receiver, dude. He Earlier in the season, he was dropping some. But, man, he, he can make some tough contested catches. And he's just he's just good, dude. He's elusive for a big guy. Great touchdown. And I just don't see uh, any way that the Steelers could have gone away with that. No, I mean, th- this was a weekend where you know, we have Steelers-Kansas City. That's a blowout. You know, Raiders-Bengals, for all intents and purposes, were, you know, the spread was larger than the San Francisco Cowboys game and larger than the Cardinals-Rams game. So it was technically supposed to be a blowout. So they brought us a little bit of a present there with the game. Patriots-Bills, kind of the same way. Sorry, you know, sore wound, but... You know, we, and then Eagles Bucks, which I don't really have much to say about the Eagles Bucks game, except for the fact that Tom Brady in January, dude. Like I was, I was watching this as they went and just scored and scored and scored and scored <laughs> until it was, I think, thirty-one to three in the fourth quarter, and it was, I think, twenty-eight to zero going into the fourth, or something like that. It was real ugly, um, man. Tom Brady in January, dude, he just is something else. He really yeah, is. Man. I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady, and then uh, for for the next game, I, I think he showed great. I mean, he was getting rid of the ball quick as he has ever ha- done it. He just snaps the ball and gets rid of it. It's so hard to defend against that. I mean, he was pressured a couple times, but, man, it was so disappointing for Jalen Hurts, man. I was expecting so much more for Jalen Hurts. He missed a couple throws that big throws, just overthrown. He he rushed whenever. I mean, he rushed eight carries for thirty nine yards. It doesn't seem like a like a bad bad stat to have, but we see him rush for a lot more. And it's just whenever he needed to make a play, he couldn't make a play. And man, dude, I was so disappointed in the rushing game by the Eagles. I would. I mean, they had a great season rushing, and they just couldn't rush against uh the Buccaneers. It's, it's kind of hard to win when you can't rush against the Buccaneers. They did a great job of taking away the one aspect of your game that you did really well. And they banked on Jalen Hurts can't beat us. And unfortunately, Jalen Hurts could not beat the Buccaneers. Yeah, they number 32 in strength of schedule didn't play anybody all year. You know, that clearly shows that, you know, they, they weren't ready for this. And I, I didn't believe they should have been. This was the largest spread of the weekend at eight and a half points. Uh, rightfully so. 
like you said, there was no rushing attack in this game from a team that was number one in rushing yards per game. The, the our, our largest rusher was Jalen Hurts, eight carries, thirty nine <laughs> yards, and then Miles Sanders gets seven. Yeah. So there's not really an emphasis on the rushing game whatsoever, except for the Boston Scott touchdown. Uh, I'm proud of my team for how they performed <laughs> this year, truly, because this was a year we had zero expectations. Yep. We were four eleven and one last year. Nick Sirianni comes in, rookie head coach. Division is not great. NFC East is the NFC least. And I had a conversation with somebody that we'll have to wait for David when he gets back on. But he he was telling me the AFC South was worse than the NFC East, and it's it's up for discussion certainly because the Washington Football Team has come a long way. But at any rate, it bolsters my argument in saying that I'm proud of the Eagles for making it to the playoffs here. This was not an easy task. And they did it, sure enough. And they, sure enough, played the GOAT and arguably the best team in the playoffs. Lost horribly. The only reason they put up 15 points is because it was just garbage time touchdowns. Uh, but I'm proud of them, man. They they competed. And Jalen Hurts, for whatever anybody says about him, I don't want him out of the locker room. I really don't. His His play on the field will improve. To the point where, yeah, he is a suitable franchise quarterback. Will he ever, in a situation like this, take the game over and win it? I don't expect that. I, I truly don't. I don't think he's he's that way. But he is kind of like we talked about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a guy that just galvanizes a locker room. And Jalen Hurts is the same way, man. Like If you just watch what he's gone through, through college and then this. I mean, even most recently when, when the, the tunnel collapsed on him, not only does he not go full diva and overreact to the situation, but he helps people up very much as a person. It's like, you know, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? Yeah, like, let's take some pictures. Like, people were not focused on the fact that they broke their leg. They wanted a photo with Jalen Hurts. But yeah. he was very concerned about them. You just can, you can see how calm under pressure, very leadership built, very just galvanizes the troops. I, I love that about him. And I don't want him to go anywhere. And I think Nick Sirianni for his first year, I... I came on this podcast when we hired him and said, Nick, who? How do you pronounce his last name? Sriracha? Is that how you pronounce his last name? I was upset that they fired Doug Peterson. I still am. But for this to be your first year, very, very impressed. Very impressed. So yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I think, I mean, overall, Jalen Hurts had a really good year. He, I mean, for expectations to what you get, you're right, man. Like, uh, you weren't expecting much this year. They make it to the playoffs. They get to the playoffs, and maybe they don't do what you're expecting. And I, I think the what they wanted to do was not what they did. I mean, him passing 43 times, that's that's not what you expected out of this game. You were no. expecting them to rush a lot more. But, I mean, that, that just wasn't in for the game plan. They couldn't run it, so they had to pass it. I mean, unfortunately, that's that was a big downfall. If they weren't able to to rush and get uh, get uh, yards off of the rush, the game was going to be out of hand. And I mean, we we expected them to rush for a lot more. I, I was expecting them to, to maybe even be up in the first half, just because of the rushing was so good, and the fact that throughout the year they've been really creative with rushes. He he would rush, you know, they'll go around jet sweeps, and they've been really creative in getting yards off of the rush, and it just didn't happen for this game, but. Man, if I was an Eagles fan, I would really, I would really want Jalen Hurst to stay. He's he's a great quarterback. And then there's one thing for to be a great quarterback, but to also be really good in the locker room and motivate. 
and his team throughout the year, whenever everybody counted them out, he did motivate them, and they did seem really motivated. So I would want to keep Jalen Hurts, too. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I like to thank Howie Roseman and, and the rest of the Eagles front office for trading away Carson Wentz after oh, watching yeah. the total collapse against Jacksonville. And then, because you're right, you know, if you're if you leave a game and Jalen Hurts has thrown the ball 43 times, the game was not played in the way that you wanted it to be played. The other team forced their style of play on you and made you play how they play. And that's 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 my common take with basketball is how I think the Warriors have risen to the top of this dominancy is because they're able to inflict their will on the game and force the other team to play their style of, of ball. And I think it translates in some ways to football as well is when you're able to force play or force quarterbacks to throw more than they're comfortable or more than their offense is built to do, you're obviously got them in a weak point and being the number one rush rush yards per game. I wouldn't call it the number one rushing attack, but that statistic uh, and then holding them to under hundred yards rushing. That's uh, you're putting them in an uncomfortable position, but my birds will recover and I'm proud of them. So all right, we got the bullshit games out of the way. <laughs> Here we go. Where you want to start? You want to start Cowboys? You want to start Rams? They're both let's pretty go, heavy hitters. Let's go with the recent one, and let's go with the Rams. That one's still really fresh on the top of the line. Okay, what do you, fresh on the top of your mind? What are you thinking then? Oh man, I was expecting so much more from the from the Cardinals, but I I just think the injuries really really decapitated them and that's that's a bad word because of course the really bad injury that happened to um buddha baker uh, yeah yeah buddha baker and there was updates on twitter and he was uh posting videos and he he seemed fine he said he was okay but man injuries did a number on them it was really cool to see wild back it was really cool but the rams are loaded everywhere Matthew Stafford. (laughs) Matthew Stafford could not – he could have thrown like five interceptions and that defense would have been like, you know what, we got you. That defense is scary, scary good. And then, honestly, one of my biggest takeaways from this is Odell Beckham Jr. does not need to make 40 catches to to be an impactful player. He just needs one or two, and he's worth every penny at that point. Each each touchdown he had a role in it. The first the first touchdown he threw the catch. Uh, he, he got the catch. The second touchdown he did it was like a thirty yard uh, gain to set them up on the two yard line. And then uh, he did the pass. Dude, Odell Beckham Jr. is at the right spot right now. Matthew Stafford, super happy for him. Great game for for the Rams. Super excited for the for the next Rams game. But man, that defense is scary. I would hate to be in front of Aaron Donald. I would too. He almost he almost choked that dude out that uh yeah. his name, but he was he almost went for it and then he pulled his hand away. I was like, Oh, good thing he did that, man. That would be all that we would be talking about is how Aaron Donald's choking people now. That's good. that's what we'd be talking about today, not the fact that they won. But I'm with you, dude. OBJ, most important player on the field yesterday, by far. Yep. By far. And did I ever think I was gonna say that? No. But you're right. He played a crucial role in so many of their big plays that truly opened up the defense for the Cardinals and just set them up so Cam Akers and Sony Michelle could just run buck wild all over him. It didn't matter 
that they, that Cooper Cup was doubled or that Tyler Higby or Van, anybody else, like any, it didn't matter because OBJ would be there and he'd catch a 30 yard pass or he would, you know, they dish it out like a bubble screen. Then he'd launch yep. it across field 40 yards for a completion to Cam Akers. It's like, it's just silly. Matthew Stafford threw it 17 times and he completed 13 <laughs> of them and he had two over 200 yards yep. on 13 passes. Two touchdowns, incredible performance by the Rams. Um, man, the Cardinals, go for it, dude. Cam Akers playing after an Achilles within the year when he, oh, when he yeah. tore January, rushing seventeen times, dude. Insane. Crazy. He should not. He should not be rushing no. seventeen times in a meaningful playoff game. That was incredible. But also, of course, Sean McVay. I saw uh, that he challenged. I think it was just one one time uh, this year. He challenged two times uh, throughout the game, during this game, and both challenges were super important. The one where on the side where uh, they tackled him and it was an incomplete, super important. I think Sean McVay is an amazing coach. Him and Matthew Stafford. I mean, Matthew Stafford throughout the year he he did really good. Had a couple rough games, you know. Started going into it, but this is the best time for them to be clicking, and it seemed like they're clicking on all cylinders, man. Matthew Stafford only had to throw 17 times, but Matthew Stafford is the type of player, if you, if you need him to throw 35-40, he will. And why wouldn't he want to? He has Odell Beckham. He has Cooper Cup. Higby was good. It, it was just all around. They have good weapons, good defense. I mean, Vaughn Miller and then Aaron Donald in front of you. I would be terrified. And then, I mean, Kyler Murray just – he just seemed a little bit out of a uh, out of his comfort zone. The, the one where uh, the pick six, where he just chunked it off to avoid a safety. Uh, I mean, yeah. Instead of giving up two, now he gave up seven. Yeah, it was, it was no, a bad play. A hundred percent on everything you said. That specifically on the Kyler play, that was the worst play I've seen in the playoffs by a quote-unquote superstar or star quarterback I think I've ever seen. Like, you not only, like, you're you're trying to get rid of it, maybe you don't give it enough oomph to get it out of bounds. There's no real direction on it. And it's just almost like a pop fly in kickball. You're just waiting for somebody to run underneath it. And they catch it on the three or four-yard line and just trot in. Walk you're right trying. You're trying to you're trying to get something going. You're trying to get some. I get that, but Peyton Manning said it best on the Peyton or the Manning cast, where it's, dude, just take the safety. Two's better than seven. Like it just comes down to that, man. Maybe morally defeating, but you know it's more morally defeating. Throwing a pick six, that's morally defeating. So horrible play by him. You could feel. I could feel the jitters coming off the screen from him. And Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, nothing worked. Nothing. And what was so sad about Cliff Kingsbury and the play calling, it put Kyler in a situation that I thought was totally unfair to him, asking him, similar to Jalen, to do just way more than he's capable of. There was one instance I think I saw that he broke out of the pocket. I see two rushing attempts, two carries here. So I remember one specific instance that he broke out of the pocket. But how I understand they scheme with Von Miller and Aaron Donald coming at you. You know, it's hard to break out of the pocket and they scheme against that and they want to take that away because that opens up the game. But that's how you work, Cardinals, that you make your plays outside the pocket. You make your plays and your quarterback's being dynamic, and you didn't allow your quarterback to be dynamic. You didn't, 
And I get it. They're coming after him. And, you know, he, Alex, he couldn't get out of the pocket. Alex kept getting sacked, this and that. I get that. You have to scheme against it and force it almost to create dynamic plays because all of your players are dynamic players. And they make plays in these chaotic situations. That's how they operate. It's like Big 12 football. It's the same shit. Because it's Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury coaching now in the NFL. It's the same shit, dude. Roll out, launch it 70 yards, and hope Christian Kirk catches it. Like that yeah. was that was their game plan. And they did not, not even get close to executing that. They were running up the middle with James Conner and Chase Edmonds, just running into Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I mean, they just ate for fun last night. That's all they did, which is eat for fun. It yeah. was total abandonment of the game plan. Horrible coaching by Cliff Kingsbury, in my opinion, putting Kyler in a situation that he's trying to do too much. And we're all going to sit here and blame Kyler Murray because, yeah, he did throw a horrible pick. And, yeah, he, he was 19 to 34 and 137 yards in two interceptions, no touchdowns. Like, I get that. I'm with you. Let's blame Kyler. But the reason he did that is because he was put in a situation that was uncomfortable. And you can't control everything in the game, but what you can control is your execution. And being able to overcome this defense was something they clearly couldn't do. And this, to me, even though they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, that was such a big reason why huge. I picked the Rams. Huge, huge thing in this game. I've lost so much confidence in their ability over the next coming years. So much in this one game. Because if this is a division rival of yours, and this is how you're playing, like, this really like this is what you got like this is this is this is the best you can do 34 11 like yeah jj played so it was really deandre and buddha baker goes out which by the way cam makers man that's not gonna look good on you doing the little hand gesture like stay down boy kind of gesture yeah. after buddha baker is literally twitching you know i was thinking the man was paralyzed when he got hit so Cam Akers walking by and then i saw in his face when they panned to him he had that oh shit moment where he realized he was being a jerk and he pulled it back, but glad to hear, like you said, Buda Baker is yeah, he's is, okay. uh, is doing well. But yeah, man, just this this really on my per perspective or my view of the Cardinals, this did a lot. This game did a lot of damage. Yeah, dude, I, I was it may be out of out of a uh, out of uh, the field here, but dude, I was super impressed with that medical staff, dude. Whenever I saw the hit, I, I did not know that he was like down, down. And I look down, I look up, and the medical staff was there taking care of him. Dude, that great thing to have a medical staff like that in a playoff game or in any game because that was scary. I saw the replay, and dude, terrifying. that replay was terrifying. Mm. So, I mean, dude, great thing. Shout out the medical staff. MVPs, dude. Yeah. Good thing he's okay. But, man, I don't know, man. Arizona Cardinals for the future, I mean – the play playoffs and and football in general is sometimes a a game of a who's healthier. Exactly. And they just they weren't healthy this game, and uh, I hate I hate to give them that out. Maybe if everybody was healthy, I still probably wouldn't have given it to the Cardinals, but it would have been more of a game. And yeah, they could give that to their fans. You know, we weren't healthy. That kind of hit. Hindered them in, in a lot of aspects of the games. You know, I mean, Buda Baker was out. I mean, Hopkins is out. That's two big facets of the game. Uh, Hopkins not being there. Murray, Murray can't have that safety net where, oh shit, somebody's in my face. Where's Hopkins? Fuck it, he's yeah. he's out there somewhere. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I, I think it's it was it was a very important game for both of them to see where where they stand in the 
in, in their futures right now because, I mean, the Rams would have lost, dude. You would have been like, fuck, dude. You give up all this money, all these picks. You everything. say you give up everything. You say fuck future picks. Fuck it. Don't, we don't even want to be part of the draft. We're winning now. They would have lost. It would have been like, well, you gave all that for nothing. The Cardinals losing. You, you kind of disappointed in them. They had a really good year. But at least they have the out of the, the injuries. Yeah. And they had been sliding the last five or six games. So, you know, ever since DeAndre kind of exited with the MCL, I, I think, you know, they, they've been kind of a shell of themselves. It's amazing how much of an impact. Uh, they were showing some graphics yesterday of how much of an impact he made. Yeah. Incredible. Um, two, two names, though. You mentioned the Rams. The reason the Rams won this game is, I think, because of two names. The person who had the most tackles and the only sack on the team, that was, guess who? Moved midseason, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Great move. Not Aaron Donald, not Jalen, not anybody else. Vaughn Miller, the guy you acquired midseason. And then the guy that I just said is the MVP of the game that you also acquired midseason, OBJ. They're in win-now mode, and after this showcase, I, I'm not sure who can beat them. But it's gonna be uh, I it's gonna be really, really it's gonna be a really good game next week, first of all. Rams, Bucks, bro. It's gonna be a really good game. Oh, that yeah. will be that will be a game that we'll obviously talk about with David. Won't exclude him on that one. But Tom Brady versus Matthew Stafford. That's what that game will come down to. Cause they're so close in so many ways. And health, assuming, assuming health is, you know, for both teams. Um it's it might be an exposure game for Matthew Stafford. It might be a really, really, really good game for Matthew Stafford. But I think if they're to win that game, not only does Matthew Stafford have to not outplay, but at least somewhat match Tom Brady on his performance and definitely not make any mistakes. Uh, Sean McVay has to outcoach Bruce Arians. And I, I agree with you completely. Sean McVay is, man, we, we knew it when he took Jared Dumpster Trash Goff to the freaking <laughs> Super Bowl. but. Good God, he is just a whiz. He really, I mean, the play calls, the scheme, the overall decision-making, the challenging. I didn't know you could challenge a challenge. Did you know yeah. that? That I was really no weird. Clue. But you <laughs> but know who knew that? Sean McVay. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this down, and he was right 100%. It was a silly, silly call on the referee's part um, to, to consider that a fumble after he – it doesn't matter. They reversed it the correct way. And Sean McVay, man, like you said, just total, total genius. Uh, OBJ, the X Factor, clearly the midseason uh, trades have, have uh, played out so far for the Rams. But speaking of missed calls, speaking of horrible refs, you know what? It's been a really good podcast. I've had a lot of fun so far. You know, all of the things that we've said I've been correct on. This is the one that I picked wrong. I, like, I felt like most of America, maybe it was just the, I, I drank a little bit of, you know, the Cowboys Kool-Aid and I started to inflate my ego and think everybody thinks like me. Really thought the Cowboys were going to win this game. And, and if it was readily available, I would play my clip from last week. Uh just simply beautiful clip, just stating, you know, they're number one in, let's see, I have right here, number one in points per game, yards per game, touchdowns per game, turnovers by opponents, and takeaways per game. Number one in all those stats, you think, oh my God, they're going to murder Jimmy G 
you know, poor Jimmy G on the way out. And uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49 they're going to murder him. Well, the one thing I said that was only negative about the Cowboys is they've got everything going for them except for their coach, Mike McCarthy. My God. This is almost a game I feel like we have to start backwards and go forward. So let me ask you this before I share my opinion, because I think I've thought this through pretty well. Do you blame the refs for the last call or that ref that bumped into Dak? Dude, absolutely not. So, I mean, if, if, if Dak knows the rule that the ref has to spot the ball, why the fuck is he getting behind his center like being ready already. Give the ball to the fucking ref and he doesn't have to get out of his way. Get the ball. He gets in front of you. Fuck it. Now you snap it. I, I really don't have a problem with the ref in that situation. Uh, I mean, they were saying maybe he should have trotted out uh, a little bit sooner. Who the fuck knew he was going to do a QB draw? Nobody. No. He And then the, the big thing was he was running and it looked like he was going to go down way sooner. He should have gone down sooner. Maybe that extra second, they would have got the spike. It would have been good. But I absolutely do not think it was the ref's fault. And shout out Jerry Jones for for saying that it, it shouldn't have gone into that call. And he's, he's totally right. You play 60 minutes of football, it shouldn't have gone down to the call. If you're blaming that call for that loss, you're in the wrong. Because the game, y'all had way more chances. And it was not even a sure thing if you would get a touchdown there. No, no, the rest, all the calls the refs did throughout this game were obvious calls. They were good calls. I've, I've never, usually you watch games during the playoffs and you're just like, oh, fuck, like they missed that call or they called that. And you didn't really hear that throughout the weekend, especially not during this game. Gregory was offsides on, on, on that one, clearly. It's, it's, the refs did not play a huge role in this game, if any role. I really don't think you can blame the refs on that one. you got to blame Dak, and that's one of those things where Bill Belichick reigns king. It's situational football. You have yeah. to know what to do in that situation. And, I mean, if it's not Dak's fault, that's Mike McCarthy's fault. If you're going to run that play, you should know, hey, if it gets down to this, we're going to run a QB draw. If we run a QB draw, get the fuck down, watch the clock, and hand the ball to the ref. That's, that's a Dak and a Mike McCarthy thing. I. I agree with you 100%. I just, again, want to say this. Number one, points per game, yards per game, touchdowns per game, turnovers by opponents and takeaways per game. And you lose by six, and you're blaming the refs. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't get how C.D. Lamb has 21 yards on one catch. I don't get how Ezekiel Elliott carries the ball 12 times and goes 31 yards. I don't get how Tony Pollard carries the ball four times and goes 14 yards. At least he had a catch, Alex. You know, at least he, at least he had two catches, I'm sorry. 12 yards. I mean, come on. We're sitting here talking about how Tony Pollard's better than Zeke, and the man has 26 total yards, and Zeke has 31. And you're upset at the refs? Dalton Schultz is your top receiver at 89 yards. Amari Cooper makes one significant catch. Truly one. That's it. The touchdown. CeeDee Lamb is a non-factor at best. I think his one catch came in the fourth quarter. 
Maybe. Cedric Wilson, Mari Cooper. Horrible. Horrible offensive performance. Horrible. You let Jimmy G beat you. Jimmy G, who didn't even break 200 yards, didn't even have a touchdown. 172 yards, one interception. Horrible. Horrible. You know who beat him? Debo Samuel. That's who beat him. Debo Samuel. My God. 100 yards over, uh, sorry, 110 total yards. Absolute animal. And then gives us the meme of the century as he's laying on the Dallas Star. Meme of the century. Amazing. Don't Uh, blame the refs. When you throw three times, go 39 yards in the last minute and a half of the game, you need to drive down the field. And your offensive coordinator, it goes through his head, it goes through your head coach, Mike McCarthy's head, and it goes through Dak Prescott's head that a QB sneak in the middle with less than 15 seconds left, I don't remember the exact second count, it doesn't matter, and you know they have to touch the ref, or the ref has to touch the ball. And you know it takes time for everybody to get set. And all this, and then you know all these things. And you have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to go to the podium. And he believed his fans were throwing trash at him, which they should have. They paid you $40 million a year. That's what did David call it? Super Bowl money. And you get outed by the San Francisco 49ers, who were like, the defense will play well. But I mean, Jimmy G, you know. And Jimmy G missed a wide-open, perfect touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. Overthrew him. Again. Just like Emmanuel Sanders. And you still lost. Still. How many penalties? 14 penalties. You have 14. I think the stat was something like seven or eight of those penalties resulted in either the Cowboys not getting a first down, which they would have on that play, or the 49ers getting a first down. Seven or eight of those, something like that. So maybe you can fact check me while I keep rambling because I got a lot to ramble. 14 penalties and you're upset at refs because you're false starting, you're offsides, you're blocking in the back, PIs. I mean, come on. Like, we cannot sit here and say the ref didn't touch the ball at the very end quick enough. I can hear people talking, he didn't run fast enough down the field. These guys are professional athletes. This dude's like a four, he's in his 40s. Probably drinks beer on Saturdays when he's not working. And you want him to keep up with an NFL team? Come on, bro. You how, Did you find the number? How many, how many penalties? So they tied an NFL record for 14 penalties that resulted in 89 yards in the loss. That's insane. Yeah. And, I mean, everything you said boils down to one thing. Bad coaching. Undisciplined. Penal- undisciplined, bad coaching. The post-game, post I mean, you know, I mean, not to bring up my, my Patriots or anything and their amazing coach, but it's, it's always we have to do better. It's not pointing fingers. It's yeah. not, hey, the fans are throwing trash at the refs. The refs exited all the time in all the games. They run out of the field. They're not, they're not running out because they screwed you over. No, you screwed yourself over. You have to do better. And, I mean, I will give credit to them. They, they did have a really good season. And at the beginning of the season, I mean, their, their offense looked insane. They had CeeDee Lamb, insane. 
Dak was making really good throws. He seemed like that injury was going to be bothersome for him throughout the year. But they got away from everything that they do really well. C.D. Lamb should have touched the ball way more. Cooper Cup should have touched the ball way more. You got away from Pollard. I mean, you're right, dude. How many times were we saying Pollard? You know, Pollard might be the guy. You know, maybe Zeke, Zeke is going completely down the hill. And, oh, well, they have Pollard. Pollard's going to pick it up. Dude, nothing. They went away from everything they did. And, I mean, that's probably the story of this whole weekend. If you go away from your game plan, if you don't do what you're best at, you're going to lose. But right. shout out the Cowboys for having a really good season despite Mike McCarthy. And it's yeah. it's it's incredible that – but, I mean, can you really be surprised, dude? If, if I buy a Prius, I cannot expect to race Ferraris, dude. They bought yeah. a Prius and Mike McCarthy, and they're expecting to race Ferraris in the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. He's he's exactly what they want, a yes man, but that's what they're going to get. I mean, might as well have Jerry Jones out there coaching the, the team, dude. What's, what's the difference? Look, I, I said this a long time ago, and I, I think I've reiterate, reiterated it a couple of times. Um. The Cowboys will not win a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones dies or passes away, whatever's more appropriate to say. But until he passes away, they will not win a Super Bowl because of exactly what you just said. Aaron Rodgers was with him for a decade, a dozen years, and he won one MV or I'm sorry, what yeah, one MVP and one Super Bowl. If you gave me the Packers and gave me 10 years with Aaron Rodgers, I would win a Super Bowl. I could do it. I may not be, you know, Mike McCarthy, and I may not be all I could Aaron Rodgers, are you kidding me? Bro, they, he's been gone what two, three years now, the last two years. The NFC champs. They're going to the NFC championship at least. And he's gonna win a second straight and MVP, if I remember correctly, he won it last year. Come on. He leaves in Matt LeFleur just starts winning with Aaron Rodgers because guess what? It's so easy. Aaron Rodgers is so good. And you bring him into this organization. Not only do they have like the best roster. I mean, their Dude, roster is stacked. stacked. I mean, grossly stacked. And you paid your quarterback. Your quarterback was the guy, but... You know what's funny is I look back and I mentioned on Friday or Thursday, you know, they're number 31 in strength of schedule. And I look back on it and they lost to the, the Buccaneers. They beat the Chargers the second week, but that's not a playoff team. They beat the Cowboys, Eagles, and Panthers. They beat the Patriots, which is a playoff team. Mm. Beat them in overtime in, in October. You know, Vikings lost to the Broncos. Beat the Falcons. I mean, come on. Lost to the Chiefs the next week. Lost to the Raiders. And then they round out by, you know, Saints, Washington, Giants, Washington, beating them, and then losing to the the Cardinals, who did not have J.J. and did not have DeAndre Hopkins. Lost to them 25-22. And then they whoop up on my Eagles 51-26, but they were, quote-unquote, getting ready for this weekend. They came out so flat, so flat, it was incredible watching them and just how much they truly like. I don't know if it's they're not motivated. I don't know if it's Mike McCarthy doesn't like if they're not prepped enough or if they just I don't know if they just need to warm up their blood, get like mama's juice rolling or I don't know what it is. But to come out in the first quarter, and not score any points, and go down 10 zip. 
like in the first quarter, and this is quote unquote your year, like and truly one where I've been hearing it's you know the Cowboys' year for a decade now, maybe a little less than. I mean, ever since the catch with Romo and Des Bryant, you've been hearing like you know we would have gone to the Super Bowl and against the Packers and all that. We're sitting here, and this was the first year that I was like, man, you know, they got they got two good running backs. Because, you know, Zeke is still good. I mean, he's he's kind of at that point where, like, he he's still good, but he's taking enough shots to where he's not what he was. But Tony Pollard is enough of a fill-in to get you to where you need to go in the run game. But the scary stat is, and you have to fact-check me on this one because I'm going to butcher it, but Dak Prescott is, like, 0-9 when they don't rush for over 100 yards. It might be it, it might be a little exaggerated, but I know they have never won. He has not won a game when they rush for under 100 yards. And guess what? 31 by Zeke and 14 from Tony Pollard. Total, 77 yards. That's horrible. That is disgustingly horrible. You give the ball to Tony Pollard four times. They, so much of this. I mean, the, we don't even have to talk about the penalties. I mean, well, the penalties are a whole different thing. I just brushed past it. But the play calling in this game, talk about not playing to your strengths. Talk about we're just talking about inflicting your will on your opponent to make them play your style. You had every opportunity it felt like to do that in this game. Like you could have turned it around one drive and just started just shoving it down their throats. Just run the damn football. And they just never did. They asked Dak to throw 43 times. It's crazy. I did, however, I will give them props. I did like the 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 anger. The anger is the last name of the punter. The punter uh, fake play. Yeah, that, that was, was that was that was good. I was sitting there watching. I was like, man, and the commentators were like, they're gonna punt. I was like, man, they're really gonna punt. It's like it was like the f- fourth quarter, end of the third. I was like, that's not really smart. Like, why would you? And then they fake. I was like, oh, nice call. Oh, I, I see what yeah, you did there. Call. There you go. But you get no sympathy from me. You know, this is the coach you signed up for. This guy is a poison to this organization. Um, Jerry will not allow a coach with his own head on his shoulders to come into that building. So you will not win until Jerry Jones passes away, unfortunately. Uh, And I and I hate to say that about an organization. I truly do. But you just why you look at the writing on the wall, man, like you just look at the coaches they brought in the tolerance they had with Jason Garrett over the years. Now we're sitting here with Mike McCarthy and they double down on the fact that they're going to keep him and that there's no shot. He's going anywhere. And we're, we're certain. And did you watch the game, Jerry? Like, did you really watch the game? Did you watch the last play he called? Like fourth down or I'm sorry, fourth quarter, two minute drill. We've seen Tom Brady just throw bullets, quick slants and outs, man, quick slants and outs. That's what he does. Corner routes, anything to get him out of bounds. Not going to run the ball. If they're running the ball, it's a screen. They're getting out of bounds. That's what you do. And you go three passes, go 39 yards in less than 30 seconds, I want to say. And then you go QB sneak. It's not the ref's fault, dude. Not only is the play call, I mean, let's not penalties. I'll let you go before I keep going, man. What do you, what do you, I mean, it, it kind of sucks that, that we're 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 harping on, on the Cowboys' uh, Achilles' heel of Mike McCarthy, because I mean, 
Man, Shanahan is a great coach, and oh, he fantastic. schemes Man. fantastically. There was that one play against Diggs. I mean, I texted y'all this thing, and it was like, uh, there's there's three things certain in life that taxes, and Steph and uh and Trevon Diggs is gonna get burnt. Oh yeah, for a big play. Oh yeah, dude, that that was insane, dude. That's he was going, and then he, he ended up cutting up, and you could tell they were banking that Trayvon was gonna try to bite. And try to get the interception, and he did. He bites when he shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he is a ball hawk, man. I mean, he's he can get an interception when you least expect it, but man, he's going to lose you big plays, big yardage. Yeah. And and Shanahan, uh, he played right to that, dude. He he schemes very well. He did exactly what what they needed to do. I think one of the big games that that, that were one of a big tell on the on the Cowboys was that Denver game. Nobody was expecting Denver to win, but they did one thing. And that was a rush against them. They rushed and they pounded it down their throat, and that's that's exactly what the 49ers needed to do, and that's what they did. He didn't he didn't let Jimmy Garoppolo let the game get out of hand. Jimmy Garoppolo he did miss a couple throws that mm, we expect Jimmy Garoppolo to miss because this is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not going to make all the good throws, but he made some really good ones. He made some tough throws. Um, Mitchell rushing 27 times, 27 times. That's more than than Garoppolo threw. Garoppolo had 25 attempts. That's exactly what they need to do. And that's Kyle. I mean, he he does everything he needs to do. Scheme's great. His game plan was perfect for it. It was a lot closer than than I'm pretty sure we were expecting at that first half. That first half was insane, dude. It was it just seemed like they were outmatched in every way. 10-0 at the first quarter. And they just looked like they didn't want to be there. But I mean 49ers were getting uh, field goals in, instead of touchdowns, and you don't win that way. But Cowboys cannot cannot come back doing that way, man. Mike McCarthy cannot be that coach and them expect to win. They had no. a great, great season because of the great players they have. Micah Parsons, insanely ta- talented. Uh, what's it, C.D. Lamb? C.D. Lamb is insane, dude. He has made, like, super tough catches throughout the year. And then for him to have that one catch, dude, one catch in a playoff game, Most you got to give, <laughs> dude. You got to give the ball to your best players. And I mean, Cedric Wilson played a pretty good game this game. You can't, you can't knock him down on anything. But Dalton Schultz being your top receiver, when you have Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb, that comes down to two people: Mike McCarthy and the offensive corner. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, you got to scheme what you have to scheme. And go with it. You can't. I mean, if you know stats like uh, they're zero and nine, and and it was still something that if they rush more than forty times, they're like undefeated. Rush more than forty times. Fuck it. Let's, yeah. Let's, dude. Let's, let's flip the coin here. You know, like I like my odds there. It's like, come on, dude. Like it's it's very disappointing, and I would hate to be a Cowboys fan because if I was a Cowboys fan and I watched some of those games, I I would have been on Twitter too talking about Super Bowl bound because they looked they looked unstoppable, man. That offense. Yeah looked scary the defense fucking scary but mike mccarthy scarier man that's no way to get around that but mike mccarthy mike mccarthy is not i don't i really don't think they'll get anywhere with mike mccarthy and that's what it all comes down to man who who had the better coach here it was shanahan and that that was it dude like one team was obviously better coached and one team was mike mccarthy coached and (laughs) not gonna win with mike mccarthy it's just amazing that you have all these analytics and all these people that are so analytic focused. Like we've seen 
calls be made, like the Brandon Staley, you know, Raiders call that he goes, it was analytics was in our favor to call a timeout or whatever, or do this. And then you, we read these stats where it's like the Cowboys are undefeated when they rush over 100 yards or are undefeated when they rush more than 40 times. Do it. <laughs> like, what is so hard about that? I don't get it. Where it, it, I get it. Okay. I get it if you're on the sideline and you're Mike McCarthy and maybe, you know, you get caught up in it and you're in the emotions and all this and that. But Kellen Moore sitting up in the box. <laughs> Like you're up there with the table and you got your dip can and you're like you're ready to go and you got all your 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 plays there and all the everything. Like you're not really, you know, you're kind of almost unattached. Like you should be able to make great decisions. I just horrible play calling. 14 penalties, dude. 14 <laughs> penalties. Like how bad can you be? How undisciplined is your team to where 14 franchise record and you said it was a playoff record was it a playoff or was it just a franchise record uh it was a a wild card record a wild card record and a franchise record 14 penalties unacceptable dude bro i don't know how many drives they had but if you could figure that out my god I mean, they must have had at least, what, two penalties a drive at a minimum? I mean, and most of them were three and outs. Yeah. So, (laughs) come on. If you have 14 penalties and those penalties come in, like, meaningless meaningless times, okay, that's cool. They're offsides. Whenever the 49ers are, like, about to punt or, like, they're about to stop the 49ers and, like, maybe make a play for it, flag. Worst timing. That's when you need to be disciplined. They had yeah. the worst timing for those penalties, and that's what killed them. Yeah. There's no way to win like that. Yeah. And it's 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 super sad because I'm not going to lie. The Cowboys were really fun to watch throughout the year. Those games were interesting. Seating Lamb is fucking awesome to watch. And then having somebody across from him, Amari Cooper, which is, I mean, other than Devontae Adams, top, top route runners, he's insanely good. And then, dude, Dak Prescott played pretty good this year. He, he had a couple of really good games. The injury didn't seem to bother him. But, yeah. man, we sh- we, the writing was on the wall with Mike McCarthy. He does not t- um, time manage very well. He does not call plays very – like, he, he does – What? He, but he doesn't call plays. He doesn't it, run – he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, it does go through him like he is the head coach. Yeah, but – that was a point of conversation I saw across Twitter and across uh, mainstream media was uh, Kellen Moore calls the plays and then they have, uh, I don't remember who the, the defensive coordinator is, but they have the defensive coordinator and Mike McCarthy's just kind of there. He's not really a good motivator. Uh, he certainly doesn't do anything offensively that's smart. He does all the time management things, which is all the problems with the Cowboys. I just it, it almost makes me think that Jerry Jones doesn't want to win. You know? Like I feel like he, he just and that's something that he would hate to be questioned on. It's like, of course I want to win. You know, I love the Dallas Cowboys. But do you really like do you really want to win or do you just want like control and like the ability to say, yeah, like my team won kind of thing? I think I think that's it. I, I think it's him being like my team won because you know there's this discrepancy of uh, 
the Troy Aikman not really the, the Troy Aikman team not really being his team. So I think he wants to be like my team won the players that I wanted to be drafted drafted because let's be honest, he's the one making the fucking calls for oh, yeah. everything. Oh yeah. And I mean Mike McCarthy is pretty much just a yes man for him. That's exactly what he wants. That's exactly what he got. And he got a fucking Prius trying to race Ferraris, man. It's yeah. going to be the same thing every time as long as uh, Jerry Jones is there. Yeah. No, you just got to think if they don't bring in somebody different, something different. You know, I just I just have a strong feeling that they're going to come out next year the same way they came at this year and hope for a different result. And that's the definition of insanity. You know, doing the same sure. thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Um. I, I don't feel bad for the Cowboys. This is something that, you know, they've seen for years and years and they still get their hopes up. I feel bad for myself because I'm an Eagles fan from Houston, Texas. I uh, despise the Cowboys with everything in my being. Uh, but I got roped in midway through the season after I believe the Denver game and really thought like, you know, or maybe it was, it was, was it the Denver game that they blew them out? It was the, was that the good one? Washington? There was, there was a game. It might have been the, nah, not the Denver game. They lost that game. Yeah, that, that's that's. It might have been around the the Saints Washington early December. I would have made that call that, you know, I'm really liking them. They're picking up steam and. They blew up the Falcons. Falcons was a forty three three game. Yeah, that was, and then they went and stumbled into the Chiefs the next week because they came <laughs> out flat. Because mm-hmm. that's what they do. That that is a direct correlation to coaching is coming out unprepared unmotivated and flat it's that's coaching that's what that is yep. and penalties undisciplined coaching. coaching coaching and those are the two if they didn't have 14 penalties we'd be telling a different story right now they would have skated by somehow some way but i learned my valuable lesson in all this which is i'm never ever 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 going to pick the cowboys uh to win the super bowl again and you can remember that and david and the two fans listening you can remember that because I'm never picking the Cowboys again. That was the only thing I got wrong. Uh, David got the Patriots wrong, but he did call the biggest spread. I'd like to give him credit. Uh, the biggest spread between the Rams and the Cardinals. He said that was going to be the widest margin of victory. So good for him. We fact-checked that, right? That was that was the... Yeah, okay. Good for you, David. Proud of you. Uh, yeah, dude, that's everything I got, man. That was that was a hell of a weekend. I'm really excited because now we've like all the games. I think I said this to Lizzie last night or two, like two nights ago. It was like every game from X point on is going to be like awesome games. I think it was last night because Rams, Cardinals, and every other game is like super exciting. Dude, all of them. We have Bengals, so. Titans, 49ers, Packers. Super excited for that one. Uh, Bucks, Rams, super excited for that one. And uh, it, I'm kind of disappointed that I'm super. I'm probably the most excited for the Bills Chiefs game. Oh, I'm so excited for that game! Yeah. Oh my god! And it's Sunday at five thirty. Oh my god! That's, yeah. I'm super excited for this week. It'll be it'll be a good one. I I don't know. I'll have to do some research on this, especially the Rams Bucks game. That's going to be, I think, the hardest one to pick. Yeah. That is that's going to be some tough, tough stuff. Uh, but overall, great games. If you didn't get to watch them uh, and you wanted to go back and watch them, I would 100% go watch the Cardinals-Rams game, at least a little bit of it. That was that was a decent one. Uh, the Raiders-Bengals was fun to watch. 
And then, I mean, the Cowboys game, you got to go watch that one. That's that's going to be the one that we remember from this round, I, I think. That is, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if Mike McCarthy lasts. Who knows? By the time this releases, maybe he'll be fired. Who knows? Hopefully. Only Cowboys fans can hope. But two fans, you know where to find us, at Slice Devils Pod on Twitter, at Slice Devils Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, idealsportsentertainment.com is where you can find all of our additional content. The next one's going to be a fun one. We got Tyler coming on. Team Mill Real Deal. Team Mill Real Deal. Going to break down all the Texans stuff going on. Couldn't be perfect. More perfect timing is what David said to me, and I couldn't agree more. Could not be more perfect timing. Middle of the playoffs here. Gotten our get our 610 sports radio guy, Texans insider on uh, coming up on the next episode. So you're not going to want to miss that one. If you haven't checked out our previous episodes, you can go check them out. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, Alejandro, I appreciate you you joining me. Taking taking the the role of David today. How yeah, was it? Was it was fun. It was super fun, dude. I mean, it kind of sucked that I didn't have uh, the handicap of just looking stuff up and being able to yeah. preface my thoughts first and it was kind of it was kind of hard just going off of uh things i remember things i've been looking up or it was super fun dude it was super super fun definitely did miss david did, did miss uh his 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 um how to say colorful takes colorful <laughs> takes I really it. did miss david it was but it was super fun this this uh alex by alex uh, alex squared uh alex whatever squared we're gonna call podcast. it yeah I like it was that. super fun, but but there's there is one thing I did want to, that I just remembered. I don't know if you remember it in the, the Hard Knocks, uh, oh. Monkey Butts, Monkey Butts. Oh yeah, the Monkey Butt thing. Yeah, what about it. Oh my God, what a way to uh, to motivate your team. And I really hope that one of these days we find out if there was something like Monkey that happened before this uh, this playoff game. But shout out Mike McCarthy. Shout out uh, Monkey Butts. So horrible. Oh, my gosh. So horrible. But, yeah, it was was super fun. (laughs) Two fans. uh, We will see you next time.